Hey, this is Kyle Poppino. I'm the pastor of Legacy Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this encourages you and helps you experience what God is doing in your life. Enjoy the message. Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Isn't it funny that uh, this thing says live at peace with everyone and then work at living a holy life. See, see, last week we dove into the promises of God, those things that he has spoken to us either through scripture or in our personal time with him that we're writing down in our journals. Which, by the way, if you are not taking notes, I want to encourage you to take notes. I hope God speaks something to your heart that you can write down and revisit later this week. But then it says, work at living a holy life. There's those disciplines that we talked about last week. See, you have the, you have the clouds and the dirt. The first week, the clouds were the vision that God has for your life. And the dirt was the values by which we live. See, we as a church have a set of values. But I want you as a human, as a student, as a person to have your own set of values that you're living by. That you're, you're walking in. Then we talked last week about the promises of God. Those were the clouds. And then the dirt was the disciplines. What are you doing? And today I want to talk to you about the, the dirt of past hurt. See, it's good to talk about the, the, the clouds and, and deal with the promises of God, the super flowery stuff that everybody likes to talk about. But then what do we do with our hurt? What do we do with our pain? What do we do with our insecurities, our anxiety, our depression? How are, we, how are we coping with that as Christ followers? And then you have, finally, the clouds, and that is the future hope. And that's where we pick up in verse 24. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and his people, and to the sprinkling of blood which speaks of forgiveness. Instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. See, hope is in God's forgiveness. It's also in his coming again. We believe as a church that Jesus Christ is coming again for his people. And I'm, I'm really excited actually. Next week we're going to hear from Pastor Phil for the first time. He's going to be diving into the, the now of the kingdom and the not yet of the kingdom. You want to talk about a lot of tensions where Christians get lost in the weeds. This is one of them. And I am so excited, but, but I'm also excited for this week. So let's dive in. Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. And I pray that you would help me uh, deliver the words that you want to be said. Keep me out of the way and uh, do your thing. We love you, God. Amen. Hey, really quick, um, I want to say welcome to our online community. Will you guys help us welcome our online community? They are watching every week, and we want you to know that you are a part of what God is doing here. We're so grateful for you. Um, the, the last couple of weeks, we have had a couple of our students gone because they have been absolutely crushing it in sports. So, hey, if you are, are one of our sports team members, will you just wave up your hand? We want to celebrate you. You guys have been working really hard. Great job, man. To those of you who are Viola and, and Concordia and all the others, sorry. <laughs> Um, I want to tell you about uh, a past hurt in my life. See, uh, three years ago now, um, I took a position on staff at a church that was kind of taken over by a church planting network. 
And somewhere in the transition, there came this unsettledness in, in Brittany and I's uh, spirits. We realized that something wasn't quite right. And I have seen it before where man has gotten in the way of God's plan. I love that one of God's promises, like we talked about last week, was that he will always make things work together for his good, for our good. But that doesn't mean that everything we go through is good. And, and so a couple of years ago, I found myself working in a place where I knew I shouldn't be. And I woke up from a nap on a Sunday afternoon because, uh, spoiler alert, that's what happens in a pastor's home on Saturday on Sunday afternoons. We take naps because we're tired. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's right. Um, so I woke up from a nap and I clearly heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, if you don't know what the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds like in your own life, it sounds a lot like your own voice in your head saying things that you would never naturally say. So don't think that God's going to come with this incredibly booming voice and tell you what the next step is. It's going to be this thought that he puts in your mind or in your heart. You're just going to feel this this racing in your in your heart. So I woke up with that, and the Holy Spirit said, leave now. That's all he said. I knew he was talking about my job. And so I got up in the other room, and I told Grant, I said, hey, I don't know why, but the Holy Spirit just told me I was supposed to leave my job. And she goes, good, because he just told me the same thing. And I was like, wow, praise God, that was easy. Um, because... <laughs> We had just spent all of our savings on, on putting Brittany back through school to get in her teaching credential, and um, we were two months away from finding out that we were pregnant with Levi. So there was a lot of, of, of hurt in this whole transition. The best part was, though, about 20 minutes after I told Brittany, a mentor, a close friend, and, and Bobby, if you're watching, I want to give a shout out to you, man. Thanks for, thanks for walking with us through this. He called me and said, Kyle, I'm driving down the 405, and God just told me you're supposed to leave your job. Yes. All right, I'll do it. He said, come on over. So we talked, and they prayed over us, and they, they, they even prophesied over us. They specifically said some things that I, I hope to dive into with you in a later message. But uh, the way that God moved in that season was incredible. In fact, Brittany and I look back on it and can easily say that there has never been more peace in our home. There has never been more clarity in the way that we communicated. But the reality was it was in the middle of a deep hurt. Because, see, I thought I was going to spend 10, maybe 15 years at that church pastoring those people. And just like that, God took it away from me. But you know what's funny is out of that came this. Out of us stepping out of our comfort zone, stepping out of security, stepping out of a full-time paycheck came uncertainty, came pain, came work, came dirt, came legacy. And I am so grateful that you guys are a part of what God is doing. But I want to give you, uh, I want to give you another piece of scripture. It's Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will for you is, which is good and pleasing and perfect. 
See, I truly believe that your past hurts, that dirt that we're, you're going to be working in today. Because raise your hand if you have a hurt in your life. Have you ever been hurt? Yes. Oh, good. We're all on the same playing field today. I'm so, I was really worried about that for a second. I thought I was going to be hurt. But I believe that past hurt is what God is going to use to supply future hope. Right? Because it's the past hurt of that exact scenario that I just talked to you about that supplies the hope for every Sunday morning that I'm here. Because I can confidently say that God has renewed my mind in the way that I think. I have given him my life. We have given him our lives. And we're constantly pursuing after what God has for us. And so I just want to encourage you this morning and let you know that your past, whatever that is, guys, there's, there's a lot of us in this room right now. And so there's a good chance that people have dealt with divorce, have dealt with rape, have dealt with anxiety, have dealt with crippling amounts of debt. We've all got hurt in our lives. But God comes to us in the middle of all of it and says, I'm going to trade that for future hope. The hope that you have that I'm coming again. The hope that you have that I can save you and bring you back. And so I just want to encourage you and let you know that your past only has the power that you've given. Yeah. Like, if you lived in the past, you can. Those people are a real bummer to be around. Those are the people that, that talk about the good old days. You remember those? Some of you are like, no, because they were yesterday. And others of you are saying, yeah, they were 60 years ago. But if you lived in what happened 60 years ago, what are you looking for what God's going to do today? That's good. Like, are you waking up every morning anticipating and expecting the miraculous that God's going to do something fresh this morning? If you're not, I want to encourage you to start living that way. That's one of the values that we are living by as a church. We expect the miraculous. See, God says he promises never to leave you, never to forsake you, and he happens to tie those things to money. But he's also coming to you in the middle of your past hurt and your pain and saying, I will be with you. He's completely comfortable sitting with you in the middle of your pain. You're not going to run him off by telling him what's on your mind. In fact, um, I've told this story fairly recently to some, some of our students here. But my roommate at Vanguard, his name was Taylor, incredible mind, wrestled with a lot of, of depression. And, and almost a bipolarness to his, his personality. And he was just one of those guys that every time you're around him, you can't help but smile. And, and he was just, he was funny. He was awkward and funny. And he came to me one day after we had both been called in the exact same class to start a church. We were sitting next to each other and we both heard God say, you're going to start a church. We thought originally it might even be together. But he said, Kyle... I don't love God. I like him. I'm not in love with him yet. And see, I think as, as a church, we've done it, I mean the big C church as a whole, we've done kind of a disservice to people by making people pray this sinner's prayer and say, and Jesus, I love you. Because the reality is, you, you just met him. And there's good news he has so much for you to love, it's not even funny. But he is capable of sitting with you in the middle of whatever you're going through. And you can be angry with him, you can be frustrated with people, and you can bear your soul to him. And he's going to sit there and, and wait with you. But he's also going to encourage you. I also believe in a divine healing. I also believe that he can 
take your past hurt, the thing that you're sitting there weeping about with God, and he can turn it into hope yet again. Because that's, that's who he is. So, are you going to give your past the power to rule your decisions? Affect the way you view God's grace and mercy and healing? Or are you going to expose it to the power that raised Christ from the dead? Yep, yep. Just curious. Like, you have that option. You get to choose. Are you going to turn it over to the one who called Lazarus out from the grave? The one who heals blinded eyes? The one who healed a woman simply by her touching his garment? Did you know that when Jesus got into the boat in the middle of a storm, he climbed over and the waves listened by him simply saying, peace, be still. Are you handing your hurt to that same Jesus? Because he's, he's willing to step into the boat of your life and say the same thing over your hurt today. Peace, be still. He probably won't erase it from your memory. Because Jesus doesn't like programmable robots. He actually likes to use the things that you see as a liability and turn them into an asset. Did you know that? So we, we set out to launch this church and I started freaking out because I had made relationships with a bunch of people and there's an entire culture for church planting. Um, I had made a ton of friends. But I left, when I left my last church, I thought I was going to leave all those friendships. I thought I was going to have to say goodbye. And it turns out they had left too. And so the very thing that I thought was a huge liability for our church moving forward turned out to be one of the greatest assets in, in the process of starting Legacy Church. How? We saved thousands of dollars on equipment because of, of friendships that we made back when I was being hurt. Those same relationships are the ones who are calling me, like this last week, saying, hey man, we're praying for you. We're championing what you guys are doing. God will turn your, your biggest liability into his greatest asset in your life. I love this though. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. See, uh, the scripture that we started out with says, watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness. Bitterness comes from hurt, in case you didn't know. Make sure that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you. Because guess what, guys? If you do not surrender that to God, bitterness will take root. And I was pretty honest with you guys last week. I'll be honest again with you this week. I am still having to pray over this situation that I just described to you. I am still having to lay it down at the feet of Jesus and say, God, I need you to do something. I still feel hurt. I still feel angry. I still wrestle with it. I'm still dreaming about it. Will you please take this hurt from me? But I can also confidently say that if I saw anyone from that church, I would be willing to give them a hug and say, I love you. Thank you. Because what, what you thought was going to be bad, God used for good. But see, the problem that we have as, as let's just pick on Californians for a second. Um, we like to go to Jesus, come to the cross, come to the altar, and pray, Jesus, take this thing from me. And then we say, we leave it at the cross, and we continue to pray, and we say, Jesus, thank you for taking that thing from me. And then as we say amen, we conveniently take up the, the thing and walk away with it, because it's muscle memory. We like carrying that thing. But what if we didn't? What if we broke the habit of taking things back up that we already gave to Jesus? 
So when you think of a hurt in your life, whatever that is, whatever they did to you, whatever you went through, whatever job you lost, what if you just put it down on the altar and said, God, I'm giving that to you and I'm trusting that you can use it, and then you walk away slowly and say, I'm not touching it ever again. I'm just going to trust that you're powerful enough, but the same Jesus that raised Christ from the dead can, can raise this thing from the dead too, that you can use this for my good. See, hurt turns to hope. The Bible says he is close to those who are born, and he comforts the brokenhearted. But he's going to use the way he came through during the hurt to reassure you that he's going to do it again. And that he is able to use your past hurt for future hope. He's able to, to take that thing and say, you know what? He's going to remind you. He's going to say, Isaac, do you remember that thing that you went through three years ago? Remember how I brought you through that? I'm going to do it again. He's going to use that hurt as proof that he is still God in your life. He's going to come alongside you and encourage you and say, I'm going to do it again. And every time you go through something difficult, every time you start to feel that root of bitterness, I'll do it again. And I'll do it again. And Jesus wants to do it again in your life. I really believe that. That's how future hope happens. And sometimes future can be today. We're going to dig more into that statement next week, but the hope that we have in Jesus Christ is not something that we look forward to 10 years from now. It's what we're doing today. Future hope happens today. God wants to do something new in and through your life today. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Now, get this. Some people like to take this verse and say that some are chosen to go to heaven, some aren't. I'm telling you today, every single person, it is God's wish for your life, it is God's hope for your life, it is the future hope that he's providing for your life, that you end up in heaven with him. Yeah. Every single one of you has the opportunity to come to Christ. Every single one of you has the opportunity to ask God into your heart, and he will say yes to you every single time. There are some of us who have wandered away. Guys, I've, I've done this before, where I have stepped out of the grace of God. I don't believe in eternal security. I do believe that I'm, a, I'm, I'm crazy on my own. I do believe that I need constant uh, grace and love and mercy in my own life. And so I need to be surrendered to that with Christ. I need to come under his grace yet again. And there are times in my own life where I'm having to say, Jesus, I need your forgiveness. I stepped out of line and I want to be right with you. And I don't know. I guess there's, there's there might be some comfort in, in the eternal security thing. But the reality is, don't you just want something that you, you interact with constantly? Because if, if today's hurt will be tomorrow's hope, we need to make sure that we're investing in this relationship every single day. We need to make sure that we are, 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 are being intentional with Jesus every single day. Nothing in your past is too much for Jesus. None of your pain, none of the things you've gone through, none of the things that were done to you. Guys, you might have just been a bystander in something and been hurt. It's not your fault. But Jesus is able to take that and use it for his own glory. He's completely capable of sitting with you in your hurt and pain.
but he calls us to a life of hope. It's, it's okay to have hurt, but you can't live in hurt. You have to live in hope. And it doesn't matter what you've done, he's waiting to heal you. He's excited to heal you. He's offered to us. So let me ask you this. Are you ready to let go of your past hurts? Are you ready to, to let go of those things that really bug you? Are you ready to let go of the thing that you're, you're afraid to tell people? That's the thing I'm talking about, by the way. It's that thing that keeps popping up in your mind the last 20 minutes that you, you suppress and think, oh, no, not that one, Jesus. That's, that's what he's getting at. He wants to take that and turn it into a future. <clears throat> that he's coming again. That he's got, a, he's got a plan for you. He's going to save you. He's got a life for you to live. And then he's coming back again so that you can spend eternity with him. See, it says he's, he's not willing that any should perish. We are his chosen kids. And that means the hurt that you have today will be the hope that you reach for tomorrow. But are you ready to invite this power into your life? See, this is, uh, this is usually put at the end of the message so that everybody feels comfortable with the way things are done. But I want to I extend an opportunity for salvation right now. Because in just a minute, we're going to take communion together. And the way that communion works, it, it, Jesus says, only those who believe in me need to do this. In fact, if you don't believe in me, if you're not right with me, it's like you're drinking poison. And I don't want that to be the case. So if you're wrestling with the future hurt, I want to pray right now. I want all of us to pray together. If you're wrestling with the future, I mean with a with past hurt, I want you to trade it for future hope this morning. Jesus, I thank you that what you're doing is powerful. That thing that you keep bringing up in our minds, God, I pray that you would forgive us of it. That you would take it and use it for your glory. That you would speak over it, breathe over it, and, and bring new life where it needs to be had, God. This morning, I wonder if there's anyone in here who said, you know what, yeah, today's the day. I'm ready to trade my past hurt for a future hope. Would you do me a favor and just raise your hand? Awesome. Awesome. Jesus, you've seen the hands. You know who is accepting you for the first time. You know who's coming back to you. You know what you're doing, and so we trust you with that. Would you guys all just repeat after me, dear Jesus? I am sorry for my sin. The things you have called wrong. I invite you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. To heal my hurt and to bring me hope. Guys, if you said that for the first time this morning, I want to welcome you to the kingdom of God. Thank you for joining us. And special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description below to give now, or you can go to LegacyChurch.online for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, Take a screenshot, share it on your social stories, and tag us at Legacy Church Tustin. Thanks again for listening. God bless.